0: Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to become a philanthropist. This
1: is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger.
0: This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Lee Miller is Managing Director at Glenmead Trust Company and New York Regional Office Director.
1: Welcome back, Lee. Hello. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Great to have you. Lee, so the holiday season has charitable giving on the top of mind for many of our listeners. And so I'd like for you to first draw the distinction for us in terms of what's the difference between someone who gives to charity and someone who is a philanthropist?
1: Typically, when someone simply writes a check or goes online and makes a one-off donation, they're making a charitable gift. It's short-term. It may be to respond to a particular need if there's a flood or a hurricane crisis. A philanthropist, tends to have more of a strategic approach to their giving, and their giving is solution-based. They're looking at the root of the problem, and their dollars or their gift is intended to help solve uh, a bigger issue.
0: And do you have to be pretty pretty wealthy in order to be considered a philanthropist? Is there some sort of standard for that? Or?
1: There isn't. And I remember when I first, I once wrote an article many years ago called The Philanthropist in All of Us. In other words, whatever, whether it's $100 or $100,000, it really is where it comes from the heart and the mind. And so if if Someone starting out feels that they want to contribute to the global fabric, the civic fabric, if you will. Whatever the value of the gift, they are a philanthropist.
0: Mm, I love that. That's a really great point. So much of its strategy and the way you you feel and think about it, as you said. Now, you said there are a few things to consider before you start giving money away as a philanthropist. First, you said if you've given money or time before, analyze, think about how you felt about it. Tell us what you mean by that and why that's important.
1: To be a philanthropist, it does have to come from, if you will, the soul. And so it's important to think about what makes you feel good about giving. And is it, um, therefore, is it Giving money, is it giving time? Is it cause-related? And so I do suggest um, to our clients that when they when they say they they often will say, well, how do I know who I should give to? And so it is a dialogue. What what do you care about? You know, do you look through a magazine and have tears when you see abandoned dogs? You know, is that where what gets your heart? Is it children? Is it education? Um, Is it the environment? Is it science? So those are all things that um, one does have to ask themselves rather than responding to, simply responding to things that come in the mail, because we're all getting gazillion appeals a day online and a hard copy. And that's
0: yeah. I was going to say that can be tough, though. I, I understand what, and I agree with what you're saying, but I also think that can be difficult, especially if you see so many causes, you see that there's so much need in the world, so many sounding, you know, good charities that are doing good work, you want to help. And I would think sometimes it's tough to to make those decisions, to say oh, no. it's
1: impossible because we all want to fix everything. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's helpful to kind of chunk it down and think about it's not one and done. This isn't the last gift. So prioritize, think about what are the top, you know, three to five things that you want to focus on or that our listeners want to focus on this year. And it may be that they that we stay with the same charities for several years, but it may be that well, I'll start with five gifts, and the next year I'll go to the next things that are important to me. And so, so rather than be overwhelmed and say, I really care about everything, it's, well, okay, what are the first three areas that down. you care yeah. about most?
0: Got it. Um, in terms of determining the kind of reach you'd like, you said it's something else we need to consider if we want to just act locally or more globally,
1: internationally, or a little bit of both. And, um, and it can be one's own community, literally the neighborhood, let alone the city or the U.S., or just um, a note that if gifts are for a non-U.S. cause, whatever it may be, from archaeology to hurricane relief, that um, to be tax-deductible in the United States, the gift has to be to a United States 501c3 not-for-profit organization so for example um the there are hospitals in france that have american friends support committees so that you give to the u.s entity but for the hospital in france or the museum in england or the relief organization in in haiti and so it should be a u. It must be to be deductible a U.S. not-for-profit organization.
0: Got it. We're talking to Lee Miller from Glenmead on how to be a philanthropist, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? That dog does not want to be petted. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners.
1: News on the go. Whenever you want it, wherever you want it. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously.
0: Thanks for listening. Lee Miller is Managing Director at Glenmead Trust Company. Lisa, what, what's your thinking on, you know, if we should divide up our charitable budget or should we give it to one organization? I would think this, you know, all depends on the person, but do you have inclination either way?
1: I'd say that has to do with the magnitude of the gift so that if someone's making a major, a major gift, seven-figure gift or has seven figures to give away, that donor, that philanthropist may want to work with one or two charities and really create a program, fund a specific project or a chair, for example. But for many of us who are giving in the hundreds or thousands or tens of dollars even, then then our money, while it's very critically important to the organization we're giving it to, it's not going to individually move the needle. So if we want to give um, 10 gifts of $100, that's fine As as versus one of 1000
0: I see. You know, talking about how much we should give, how do you determine that? I know some people Uh, use tithing, say, you know, 10% of my income. Or, you know, there's all different metrics people look at.
1: There are metrics, and there are some tied to net worth. The tithing concept really comes out of the religious um, community, and I can't say that there's a right or a wrong. I've heard um, development people say, give until it feels good. And so it's. I, I would suggest that anybody allocating a budget Use it as an occasion, use this as an occasion to look at their overall um, income and expenses and reserve for fixed expenses of living and taxes and uh, basic lifestyle and retirement funding and then include in that a budget for giving. There's not a right or a wrong.
0: It just depends on the person.
1: Now, you know, yeah. we're
0: hearing a lot about Trump and his proposed tax overhaul next year. Charitable deductions may be worth less. Hearing from some advisors, they're saying, hey, you know, if you're going to make a major gift, you might want to do it this year instead of next year, sort of speed it up to make sure you get that
1: deduction. I'm curious. Do you agree with that? We do agree with that at Glenmead Trust Company, and as a general rule, because there are limits for large gifts uh, of what de- may be deductible by a taxpayer, but in general, thinking ahead to what tax legislation might happen in the years ahead, we are accelerating deductions such as charitable giving and deferring income uh, where that's possible. So we are we have a number of clients who have considered large gifts to a family foundation and we're accelerating them into this year.
0: Makes a lot of sense. Thanks so much, Lee. I appreciate you joining us.
1: Well, you're very welcome. And I hope everybody does dig deep and make charitable gifts. I love that. It
0: sounds great to me. Thanks again to Glenn Mead's Lee Miller for joining us. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com podcasts. Thanks for listening.